Good morning on this Wednesday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we will continue on our study of the <clears throat> Feast of Weeks or the Day of Pentecost as it, as it is called in the New Testament. We've been doing a comparison of the giving of the law and of the giving of the Holy Spirit. And we have discovered and found out that in the giving of the Holy Spirit all the things that were made new. Israel was a nation to whom the law was given. Of course, there was always proselytes, people that were of another religion or nation that took on and became part of the Jewish faith. And then when the Holy Spirit was given, that was opened up to all the Gentiles, all the nations of the world, whosoever believeth. We've also discovered that if any man be in Christ... He is a new creation. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are made new. Because of that, we have studied and discovered that a lot of the things that are old in our past life not only are no longer valid, but all the things that have been made new for us. And one of the new things is the new food that we eat. We're accustomed to feeding the natural body, basically whatever it craves. Of course, many times we're supposed to bring those cravings under control and not let the flesh dominate. But the food that we're talking about is the food that feeds your spiritual man. The man that is renewed on a daily basis as it feeds on the Word of God, as you feed on the communion and the fellowship with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, as an individual and as a believer, as we feed on God's Word, as it is inspired by the Holy Spirit, faith grows in our heart. We're able to hear the voice of God speaking. That impression, that impressive uh, voice that, that He impresses upon our heart so that we can know what is His will. Sometimes people call it intuition. Uh, they may call it the small, still voice. Whatever you want to call it or whatever it's called, it winds up being part of that fellowship and the communion that we have with him and partaking of that food. But the spirit man, he craves something that is very different than the natural man. And the food that the spirit man craves is and should be the will of God for us. If we look at what Jesus craved and what Jesus desired, even though his natural physical body wanted to eat, in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 32, he says to them, But he said unto them, I have meat, meaning food to eat, that you do not know of, and and you've got to consider exactly what he has just said. I have food that you don't have any comprehension. You don't have any understanding. Uh, you do not, you're, you're not aware of it. And uh, you can't perceive it. But I actually have food. Therefore, in verse 33, said the disciples one to another, Has any man brought him? Something to eat. 
Now you have to remember, Jesus had sent him into one of the towns of Samaria while he sat at the well there. And he was literally thirsty. He was hungry. He was tired. And as he's sitting there waiting, of course, that Samaritan woman comes and the conversation that takes place between Jesus and that woman is one of, of course, uh, religion, where to worship God, uh, who really has the true God. And uh, Jesus tells her, look, If you knew who I was, you would be asking me to give you water so that you wouldn't thirst again. And then, of course, by the time the disciples get back, the conversation is over and the woman leaves. And uh, Jesus, now, when the disciples get there, they want him to eat. They want to give him food. But he tells them, I've already eaten. And these are the very exact words in John four thirty four. Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. It's divided into two parts there. To do the will of God and to finish the work that he had been sent to do. But Jesus makes it clear that doing the will of God was not only satisfactory, a satisfaction and a desire for his physical body, but it also met a certain requirement that whether it was supernaturally, whether it was miraculously, whatever means that his energy was refreshed, his 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 physical strength was re-energized. We cannot explain it because we were not there and we were not there when it happened to him. But the scripture does say that this was his food. In other words, the 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 real desire, the real craving is not that which the soul the the flesh craves, but that which the spirit Spirit, the human spirit, the new man in Christ craves. So Jesus said, this is the will. And then, of course, later on in John chapter 6, verse 48, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. What do you do with bread? You eat bread. Bread is converted naturally into, well, at least good, wholesome, whole grain bread is converted into the energy and sustenance that the body may need. But Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And in bringing up this conversation, I'm going to say he opened up a can of worms as far as the Jews were concerned, because to them, their belief was that Moses, when they were in the wilderness, that God had given through Moses unto the people of Israel, the bread, the bread of heaven. The, the the one that would fall out of the sky, supernaturally, God provided for them every single day but Saturday for 40 years in a row just to calculate and estimate the amount of bread that was given to feed a nation of anywhere from 1 million to 2.5 million people is an astronomical number. It is huge. 
But yet they ate that bread and they still died at a certain time in their life. Now it says in John chapter 6 verse 48 and onward. So it'll be 49, 50, 51, 52 exactly. Just following the, the scripture. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Now, Jesus identifies his bread, that I am the bread of life. I, I am the, the living bread. I am literally that which gives sustenance to you. And it says, your fathers did eat that manna and they're dead. They ate it in the wilderness for 40 years. They ate it. And on Saturdays, miraculously, it lasted through uh, without turning into worms. It says in verse 50, This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. See, the question we have to ask is, do we crave that bread? Now, we already learned that Jesus says, My food is to do the will of the Father. Now, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Do you crave me? Do you crave the life that I give, the life that I bring, the life that gives sustenance to your spirit man? And as it affects your inward man, that also begins to affect your outward body. When we read in the book of Proverbs, where it talks about in chapter 4, verse 20, 21, 22, that we should give heed and pay attention to God's word. Incline our ears to it. For it is life to those that find it. The word of God, literally by the power of the Holy Spirit, is converted from a written page, from dark ink, into actual Life that gives sustenance, not only to our spirit man, but even affects our spirit, our physical body. It says it, it's like medicine and health to our body. So we have a dual effect of the living word of God in our lives. It affects the inward man. The Bible says desire the word. The sincere word is like, like desiring simple milk that we may grow thereby. But as we grow eventually, we need to desire the meat, the strong word, that which provides the sustenance. And it's not enough to just drink milk all your life. You've got to have something that is a little bit more sustaining. Well, the word of God is for us, not only for growth, but it is for giving life. And it says in verse number uh, 50, it says, This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Yet, people still physically die. But he's not talking about the physical death. Just like he wasn't talking about that Samaritan woman no longer being thirsty in her physical body. 
but being nourished and satisfied eternally by the living waters. Now it's the living bread. And it says in the scripture in verse number 51 that Jesus says concerning this whole thing, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Notice, not which comes down, but which came down. It's in a past tense. If any man eat of this bread, talking about of him partaking of Jesus, he shall live forever. See, it's not like some uh, fountain of youth where you drink the water and all of a sudden you just continue to live. No, this is a daily, daily process of taking in the word of God and being nourished by it. But it is also at the same time a one-time act of believing in Christ's sacrifice for us and being transformed and changed at that instant. So it's a dual thing, something that happens initially at a given point in time and something that continues as a process in our life throughout our life until either Jesus comes or the actual physical body perishes. So it says, He shall live forever, and the bread that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the cosmos, of the world. So we're talking once again about the sacrifice that he made. He literally did give his flesh, and he did give his soul. He poured it out for an atonement. He gave of his flesh, gave of his blood, gave of his soul, so that by his stripes on his body, our body could be healed. So by our sins being placed upon him, that we could be forgiven and cleansed and made righteous. So that whatever exchange took place that came upon Jesus, it was so that something else would come upon us. The Jews, therefore, in verse 52, strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, in verse 53, Except, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And of course, you know, that sounds like almost cannibalism, but he was talking about the sacrifice which he made for us. He was talking about the covenant that was cut in his blood according to the New Testament and the Gospels. And as we consider this, then it says in verse 54, Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. Yes, your physical body may die, but eternal life will continue to reside in your human spirit and eventually an incorruptible body, one of immortality, will be given to us and reunited with our spirit. 
Until we meet again, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Until we meet again on Thursday, in Jesus' name, amen.